Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Hello. Hello. And welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. And we're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Who's at the door? Who is it? It's... 2019. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yay. So what's going on, Becky? All right. So we've got some things coming up at the library in the new year, including our winter session of story time. Yay. And those start on the 16th of January. Of January. Nice. Yep. So baby story time. Or uh, Mother Goose time mm-hmm. is Wednesday mornings at 1030. And then preschool story time is Thursday mornings. And toddler time is Friday mornings. Um, so I'm pretty excited. We've got some fun themes happening. Yay. It's nice to get that started. Yeah. Nice to be able to know when you can start yeah. that. Yay. <laughs> and then um, our Teen Tuesday teen nights start on the 15th. Mm-hmm of January and I'm still working on the publicity for those Um, I busted out some story time stuff the other day Uh but um, I'm pretty excited we're gonna um, we're gonna do shrinking inks for the first the first one right and then we're gonna mug cakes which I'm excited about that's fun Um, one of the things the very last one of the winter session um, I'm Writing a river, Riverdale escape room. I almost thought you were going to say river dance, which would have been hilarious. We're going to do river dance. <laughs> Kick those feet up, Becky. <laughs> See if all the, the youth want to come to that. <laughs> you have to pull out all the old uh, video of that oh, one man. guy who used I mean, to they do, do the river like dance. the nineties. Yeah. Um, and we're making our own pop sockets one of the times. Ooh, fun. So. Got some fun stuff coming up. That sounds exciting. And also on the 23rd is our Kids Book Club. And we still have some books available. We are um, reading Wildwood. So that's what's happening. Very cool. Lots of stuff. Yeah. So upstairs, um, we have several things happening. And next week is actually the um, self-publishing two-part panel no two panels same part it's not two different parts <laughs> it's just two different panels it's two different sessions right. of the same panel right that's the word mm-hmm. so um the first one will be from three to five and then the second one will be from six to eight tuesday the 8th of january and then um we now have a an alter books program scheduled there's an informational session on the 19th there's actually two you can Mm -hmm. choose to come to one or the other 
Um, and then the actual hands-on workshop is the 30th. Yeah. And then SCORE is having their first session of the year, which is Surviving the Gig Economy. And it's an excellent program um, that you can sign up for either by calling the library or even easier, going to vancouver.score.org and signing up for the training session online. Once you've signed up online too, you'll get reminders of when the class is as well as a direct connection to where you can get mentoring help. So it's kind of nice to just register online anyway. And then WorkSource will be in the first and third Fridays of the month again for the year. So they'll be there, well, tomorrow, mm. which is the first Friday of 2019. Whoa. And then um, they'll be doing their job searching and resume classes again. And then Great Big, um, January 24th, 25th, and 26th. The friends are having their book sale. So put that on your calendar and come buy some books. I won't be here. Where will you be? <laughs> I'm going to be in Seattle for ALA Midwinter. Midwinter. Hmm. I'm excited. I didn't like Midwinter. <laughs> I like Midwinter because, well, and this, this year's kind of be a little bit different. I think maybe more interesting because they're also I doing so. like a symposium on the future of libraries mm. at the same time, at the same place together. So well, that's good. No. Um, but I love um, the Youth Media Awards and being there when they announce them is very exciting. It's like <laughs> being at the Oscars, I imagine, but you yeah. don't have to dress up. Right. It's very funny because... And it's also at like six o'clock in the morning. Ugh. And But they do give you breakfast. No? No. Why even go? <laughs> Actually, I think it's at eight. If you... So I, every year when it's not here, I'll yeah. wake up to watch it live. And if it's somewhere else, then it's really early in the morning because it's eight o'clock wherever they are. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's five o'clock right. in the morning. So I, the, I think I went to um, the Yalsa breakfast oh. at one mm -hmm. of these. And so maybe they were talking about the winners at the Yalsa breakfast, yeah. but I don't maybe remember. It was I after. mean, it's, it's been several years, so yeah. it could have been right after. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that'll excited. be fun. Mm -hmm. Sounds exciting. So did you want to talk about some like upcoming changes? Yeah, happening at the I library? did actually. Um, uh, as we mentioned during the last podcast recording session. Right. And I was going to say maybe even the last two we mentioned. We could say episodes. We could say episodes. <laughs> during episode eight, we talked about... <laughs> Um, changes happening at the library because of our 11.4% budget cut. Um, and that has resulted in losing two staff members, one of whom will be leaving us the 31st of January. So with our reduction in staff, um, patrons will be seeing some significant changes in how we are able to deliver services. Um, so we wanted to make sure everybody was aware that, you know, with these big staffing changes, we're going to have some changes in desks and um, service points. Um, but we also wanted to invite the public to participate in the library's 
like longer term long term planning. planning. Right. And so if anybody is interested in participating in any focus groups or community conversations, they are most welcome to email me. So you can email Elizabeth P at mylongview.com and let me know that you'd be interested in participating in a focus group or on a community discussion um, group and we will include you. I think that um, there are three areas we want to talk about. We want to talk about the programs and services that the library offers to the community. We want to talk about the hours and days that we're open. And we also want to talk about our modernization project. So if you want to be included in any conversation along those lines, please feel free to contact me. Yeah, I think I think that'll be really interesting. I'm interested to see how... Would the, you like to be on one of those? The panels? modernization <laughs> plans might change with the staffing change yeah you know when we made the plans initially it was based on a specific number of staff and a specific number of programs and um, flexibility within each one of those Mm -hmm. but still that was our starting point and now that has been altered and so we'll have to um, determine exactly what that means as far as going forward is concerned but our goal is to be the community's library and so we invite the community to participate at every level. Good. Yeah. So if you didn't get it, it was Elizabeth P. <laughs> at mylongview.com. Well, what else you got over there? Well, let's see. Um, oh, um, so can we invite um, the public to uh, a going away party? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Carl our, um, is going to be the first staff person leaving. He's our reference librarian, and that position is being eliminated. So um, he's going to have a going away party on Wednesday, January 23rd from 2 to 4 in the magazine room. And the public is invited to come and thank Carl for his years of service um, and wish him well on his next adventure. I'm pretty sure that many, many people have had a lot of experiences with Carl. So if you would like to come wish him well, we would definitely want you to be there. It's kind of a, not even bittersweet. It's, it's It's just just bitter. bitter. (laughs) It's just bitter. Yeah. Um, the, the way we're having to say goodbye to Carl is unfortunate and, and we feel very, very sad at the library. So but we'll try to send him off well, as well as we can. Right. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Right. I mean, the decision was made and now we're just <laughs> doing what we have to do. So anyway, so Carl um, has been at the library for the last 16 years. And wow. so I am sure um, he would love to have an opportunity to tell everyone goodbye. So, mm-hmm. um, the 23rd of January from 2 to 4 p.m. There will be cake <laughs> and uh, juice <laughs> and uh, probably coffee. Yeah. Maybe water. We're like, what is Carl like? <laughs> coffee. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. So um, please join us. So um, what else has been going on? What's been going on? Nothing's actually going on. Um, <laughs> so... I, was what was I going to talk to you about? Well, um, I wanted to, uh, we've had some stuff happen. What'd you have happen? Um, so on Monday we had a happy noon year party, noon year, noon year, yeah. and that was 
it was more successful than I thought it was going to be. Right. And um, I guess I wish I'd planned for more people, but I was like, well, it's a holiday and it's a pretty last minute program. Maybe there'll be like 15 people. That would be great. And we had over 40. <laughs> um, we probably had like 40 little kids, little kids and yeah. then they're like they're siblings a, a and company <laughs> corona um so it was very busy right um i did see the video yeah of the balloons coming down it so. was funny because so jacob and i blew up all the balloons and like made the balloon drop in the morning before we opened and some of them popped and then like half an hour into the no it wasn't even it was like 15 minutes in the party so like 15 minutes before that before noon right um <laughs> like a little tear happened oh, in no. the thing and some of the balloons started to <laughs> oh, fall down. No. And then we had some like people like parents that taller than me and very short. <laughs> I'm like, help. Like stuff them back up there. And the kids were like, no, the balloons. And uh -huh. we were like, oh, you'll get one. Like, <laughs> just a minute. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it was fun. We made like party hats. It was really so cute. So in the modernization, we're going to have to figure out how to have just kind of a built-in balloon release. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I know... At the Lacey Library, mm -hmm. um, they have, and this was something that came up, like the staff requested when they remodeled the libraries a few years ago, was like a pulley system yeah. in the ceiling so that they can pull up like big displays. Oh, right. Yeah. Neat. Or, you know, yeah. a balloon net. <laughs> but actually, I was thinking like, oh, it'd be nice if this room opened, like how we have it planned mm -hmm. in the... Mm -hmm. Oh, that would have been spectacular. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, this party's open. bigger than we mm -hmm. planned. We can just open all these doors. How cool will that be? So oh, cool. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be excited about, even though... I mean, there's something on my microphone that's bothering me. <laughs> Don't so. pick at it. I'm, Did you hear it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing headphones and, and she is. I'm not. <laughs> anyway. I have no idea what's going on. Um, so that was really fun. Um, the 2018 LPL reading challenge ended. Yay. I finished mine on the 30th mm -hmm. um, with my professional development book. Yes. <laughs> um, what did you learn from that? Not a lot. It was a disappointing book. Mine um, was disappointing too. I think I did the five languages of something, something mm -hmm. at work, something. I don't remember. Mine was called Sex, Brains, and Video Games, which is a fantastic title. It was about like teenagers and teen services in the library, mm -hmm. but it was very basic. Aww. It was like, so you're thinking of working with teenagers in the library. Oh my not gosh. Like, You've been doing this for a while. Here's right. But <laughs> so I finished the book and I was like, Mwah. I could have written like it It really felt like somebody like a narrative oh, syllabus. Right. Oh, gross. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's more information, but it's just not going to be right. in this book. That's that reminds me. I went to a webinar called um, adult programs on a shoestring budget or something like that. And like this is whatever. <laughs> We already do this, yeah. God. Anyway. <laughs> but um, what I did, in, when I finished that, I put some other books on hold mm -hmm. that are, like, about um, brains, teenage brains, like, mm -hmm. real information books, not just, like, oh, teenagers' brains are, like, different. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> developmental stage. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Anyways. But we had five staff members finish the challenge. Woo Shout out to Elizabeth. Yay. Christy. Woo Angela. Yay. Me. Woohoo. And Daniel. Yay. We did it. Woohoo. Um, and um, 
Where are we going? In, where That's we, a bigger yeah. group than last year. I know. <laughs> and what? we had at least three patrons. Um, are they coming with finish. us? <laughs> Sweet. I don't know. This but the, be awesome. the new challenges are on Beanstalk and you can sign up. I think I, it's better. I think I did a better job of setting it up in Beanstalk this year than I did last year. It's all ready to go. Yeah. yeah. I signed up. I've already finished two books. Cool. Yeah. I've already logged them and gotten my badges. Good job. Yay. <laughs> but I don't know if you have um, looked at the list yet, but if you have not, um, uh, you should log on to Beanstack and get yourself a copy of the different types of books you need to read. The I need some help, as a matter of fact. So if anybody's listening and wants to give me recommendations, I would appreciate it. Um, there are three categories in which I would like you to recommend titles. The first one is a book about sports. Um, I would, uh, like a fun book about <laughs> sports, not how to play specific sports. Or like the peewee coach's guide to, <laughs> right, to, to, to uh, indoor soccer. Um, the other one is a self-published book. And I was actually holding off on that one until we have our self-publishing um, panel just so I could see what those authors have written. But if you have a very good um, self-published book recommendation, please send it to me because I need one. And then the last one that I need help with is a book by a journalist or about journalism. And I'd prefer that it not be angry. I actually don't want to read any angry books this year because there's a lot of angry outside of the books right now. So <laughs> I'll just keep the books light. <laughs> what about you? Do you have any that you want, need recommendations for? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like pretty good about most of these. Of course, if a kid wants to recommend a book to me, um, I'll accept that, but I kind of already have one in mind based on I have conversations with kids about books a lot. Right. And so I've been meaning to read uh, like one of these Pegasus books, okay. Pegasus series, because mm -hmm. this one kid was like, these are my favorites and right. like the best books ever, and I haven't read them. Nice. Um, but, I, you know, I don't like have it at my house yet. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, or a book set during a holiday. I've read several Christmas setting books recently, right? <laughs> including this Amish book that I read. Nice. Um, but it would be fun to do just like a random holiday. Right. Arbor Day. Yeah. I Mine's not as random as Arbor Day. <laughs> I have Halloween on mine. And oh, it's okay. a Poirot, so yeah. it's going to be short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. I... Um, you know, I just go through and, and search for books that I think I'm going to enjoy. And one of them that I don't know anything about is the Choose Your Own Adventure style books. Mm -hmm. And then if you're at the library and you're looking for them, they are actually listed under Choose. So those are the Choose Your Own Adventure, like, trademarked right. books. But there's also others. Um, there's one we have in our adult collection called like Romeo and or Juliet, and or Juliet. which is a like an adult choose, your, choose own your own adventure there's also like sexy romance books that are choose your own Stop adventure it. I don't know that we have any at our library but I've read one before and it was like whoa what <laughs> you'll have um, to tell us what you chose and you know what I it's like no matter what you choose it's <laughs> an adventure um I saw one when I was going through 
the kids chapter books that maybe you'd like because it was like a pikachu was it really oh my gosh (laughs) choose your own adventure yeah well the one i did pick was chinese dragons and that's in your and it's checked in right now so Mm. i can just grab it yeah i um have gotten a couple of recommendations for some of these books already and if you didn't see it obama's list came out recently and there were actually a couple on his list that apply to some of these categories there were short stories and there were immigrants and um others and for my scandinavian book Normally, I read things from Sweden, and this time I picked something from Denmark. Whoa. I know. Big changes. <laughs> um, there's, it's funny, so, well, I was talking to you about mm. having Jennifer come on. Right, for this. When we do that category, because she reads a lot of Scandinavian books, and when I was, like, putting the information in Beanstack, I was talking to her about, like, what do you recommend? And she was like, oh, there's this vampire book that I really I think it was vampires mm. I don't know like a bunch of stuff that fit other categories, categories. Mm. so I was like mm, you could read only skin yeah <laughs> wouldn't that be a list but because I was thinking of the sports book of reading bear town which is yeah. a um Ho- Batman. hockey yeah it's about hockey I started it I just couldn't even get into it oh yeah I've been thinking like maybe I should get into hockey oh <laughs> Ice hockey or field hockey? Ice. Ice hockey. I don't I don't know how I would get into field hockey. I don't know. We're not in Britain. So <laughs> it's probably not as accessible. Like, several years ago I was like, you know what I think would be fun to like get into it'd be rugby. Oh, like yeah. it's hilarious sure. to watch. It's like a huge deal in like other parts of the world. But unless you have like cable. Right. At, or you find like a sports bar you really want to commit to. Right. <laughs> Like, oh, it'd be hard. It'd be too much work to get into. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll just choose a easier <laughs> hobby. Yeah. The um by hobby I mean like watching on TV. Oh right. Like playing. Not playing. Did you read I think it was end of the year before last, the there was an investor who wanted to create a hockey arena rink thing up in Castle Rock? Did you read about that? No. We read it in our um, pronunciation and vocabulary class um, where an investor wanted to build a huge complex that included a skating rink for um, hockey teams to come use as training, a training area. And then it would have a shopping area around it. Mm. And it was all supposed to be happening in Castle Rock. But I haven't heard anything about it since. Um, isn't there something like going in into woodland? Like, a I have the feeling some sort of sports thing that there is, but I it's not an ice rink. Hmm. And this one was very specifically being created to like destination ice rink. Well, destination ice rink, but specifically for professional teams to oh. use in the off season. As a training area. Hmm. So, yeah. I know that Seattle's getting a professional team. Well, there you go. Yeah. Apparently, the guy who was doing the coordination for this had created a rink up in the Bellevue, question mark, area. (laughs) But I think it was Bellevue. And it was very curious because that rink had gone bankrupt. Oh, so they're like, let's put one in this rural area. It's picked up now so that (laughs) 
but he's no longer with it. So I'm not quite sure what the huh. benefits were. And and somehow I remember it was supposed to be kind of a non-profit opportunity. Oh, so just yeah, like so it, it wouldn't matter if they didn't make me money. Right. right. So, but like I said, we read about it in class and then... Nothing's yeah. happened, so it'd be curious. Maybe I'll look up and see yeah. what's going on. I'll let you know next time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm excited about the list. I I as you know, I'm going to barrel through and be finished before before we can even talk about them all. Exactly. Yeah, I started the book re- recommended by a kid. And that's a short book. Well, mine's the illustrated one. Oh, so, so that's old. it's it's big. Okay. It's like that okay. big and that thick, so it's hard back. She's talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yeah. It's a pretty book. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Christmas present, so um and then um the other one I just started was Behind Closed Doors, which is our domestic thriller, which we'll talk mm. about in a minute, but and then, then the other one that I was I just started reading also is that one I talked about last time, the new one for treating people well. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to tell you, I don't think I'm going to finish it Hmm. because it is written by the social secretaries for first ladies, two of them. And so I'm reading through some information about how they think you ought to be acting when you're around other people. But then I have their, their little personal aside <laughs> stories. And so as soon as I see their names, I'm like, skip, skip. That's hilarious. So <laughs> I'm listening to right now. It's slightly related. Um, I'm listening to Better Than Before, mm-hmm. which is a Gretchen Rubin book. I feel like I've read all of her other books. <laughs> this one, though, like at the beginning. So she... Wrote this one, and then she wrote The Four Tendencies, which I read. Mm -hmm. But The Four Tendencies was kind of like an offshoot of this book. And so the first part of this book is basically what she wrote an entire other book about. So I was like, yeah, 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 I know this. (laughs) And then she started going on about other stuff. So this book is about habit. Right. Um, But now, like, I've been really enjoying the last couple of hours of Uh listening to it Uh um, because it's just really, like, nitty-gritty, like, habit Right. So did you did you um, read the power of habit? Is that what the other one was, or that's by a different person? Yeah. Did you read that one? No. Okay. Have you read that one? No. Mm-mm. no. I have it on my list though. Yeah. But she, have you read the Four Tendencies? No. Mm-mm. I think you should read the Four okay. Tendencies. I'll you don't need to read this habit book because I think you would be annoyed by it. Because <laughs> um, I am annoyed by a lot of things. <laughs> well, you're a very different kind of person right. than Gretchen Rubin is. <laughs> she loves rules. She loves doing like. You know, like very specific this, 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 you know, uh, like right. she's just talking about in this part that I was listening to about um, how sh- she finds like monk life really mm. appealing because <laughs> every hour of their day is scheduled. Wow. <laughs> um, but the four tendencies is really cool and it talks about um, kind of what motivates people. Oh, OK. Um, anyways, I will look at it and it sounds already similar to another book I read about motivation. So I will look at it and see what it says. I'll add that to my list. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I am I'm interested and not interested all at the same time in this book that I'm reading because what they're talking about as far as you should be confident mm. but not 
arrogant and well, know the difference between those two things. But then it talks about, you know, when I was with Laura right. Bush or when I was with when, Michelle Obama. When you said that in my mind, because I've been listening to this book, I was like, well, of course, Elizabeth doesn't want to hear saying like, oh, this is how I think you should behave <laughs> because that's not her tendency. <laughs> <laughs> I've been classified. <laughs> well, I will take a look at it. <laughs> I, I do like a good motivational book. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. So. I like, and I think my my mom probably knows this about me more than anyone. She's like, oh, I know you like to have like, like all the options on the table. Like, I know, I like to know what everyone thinks about things. Right. Even if I'm like not going to follow their advice. I want everyone's advice right. before I make a well, decision. Well, that's like when you go to a restaurant and you're like, what are you having? I won't eat that, but I just need to know <laughs> yeah, exactly. what you're having. And then I am one of the annoying people probably who likes to ask the waiter, <laughs> like, what's your favorite thing? Mm, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to get that, but thank you. I appreciate your input. <laughs> that's hilarious. But like when I bought my house, I was like, I had a really like good gut feeling, mm -hmm. but I was like, I need to know right. like everything you think is negative about right. this. Tell me, <laughs> no, I'm make sure I'm like not missing anything. Right. I already know I what I all think the information. about it. Yeah. Well, and that's good. Because I'm I mean, because, well, it's my tendency. <laughs> so what are the four tendencies? Um, there's an upholders, uh -huh. um, questioners, uh -huh. rebels, I think. You're more of a rebel, or maybe questioner rebel. Uh -huh. Questioner rebel. <laughs> and um, what is the other one called? Obligers. Ooh. People who do things more for other people. Right. So upholders are have both inner and outer motivation. Uh -huh. um, questioners have a lot of inner motivation, or motivated by like information. Right. Rebels only. Well, they don't really like doing what other people say, obviously. Right. They're motivated by breaking the rules. Right. <laughs> and um, obligers like to do work like the other people expect them to do. Okay. All right. Anyway, she has obviously a way better way of describing it than me. Right. This sounds very similar to something I just recently read, but I don't think it was a book. I think it was an article about... Um, classifying yourself mm -hmm. but it the, the types of tendencies sound similar yeah. to what i read but different names i'll have to figure out what that was yeah and her thing is just like knowing what your tendency is to help you get stuff done because you can trick yourself into right. being motivated by the things right. that motivate you right or being prepared for like what you're not gonna do <laughs> <laughs> You know, so if you like want to read more right. for yourself, and if you're like an, uh, what did I say? Obliger. Obliger. Uh -huh. Then you're gonna need to join a club or something. Oh right. Because <laughs> other people need to tell you that you yeah, need to do you need that. Yeah, you to be like uh -huh. motivated by your right. accountability. Right. And 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 if you're rebel, no way you're gonna read right. the books that someone else tells you to read. Exactly. <laughs> Unless that, you decide that you're right, going to do that. Right. I already picked that one. <laughs> well, I, I said that you could pick it, so that's okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, it's good. It's really interesting. It sounds good. Yeah. Sounds fun. Um, what else did you want to talk about? Um, do you just want to move into our 
discussion of our book category? Yeah, let's move into the discussion of our book because... We're already talking about book. Yeah, we're already talking and we have already looked at the list, so we can talk about the one we just read. So, Ugh. first things first. I, I was so done with mine, I we... already sent it back to oh, the Washington mine. anytime. Yeah, I already sent it back. Oh, did you mm. did you read an ebook or did you listen e-book. to it? Wait. Yeah, I read an ebook, yeah. Um, so we tackled the first category of an Amish romance and um, we'll just say that I have read one Amish book in my life before and it was a book called Rebecca that I got as a gift like when I was in middle school probably um, because my name is Rebecca and people always given me books with characters that have my name yeah, makes sense <laughs> Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm anyways um, and so I read it but it's been a long time. But this is what I remember about it. I remember, um, I think that she was Amish and like the boy was Mennonite. He had a car. She wasn't supposed to like ride in a car. They had a barn raising. It was very like focused on the community and um, like the doing of things. Um, and then for this challenge, I picked The Crossroad by Beverly Lewis. Right. And it's not like that at all. So <laughs> um, I've actually checked out a different Amish book today because I'm like, I don't know if this is representative of the genre and I need to know. Um, this book was an interesting choice, too, because not knowing it, I it's a sequel to a different book. I, oh, it's a sequel. I don't right. like reading books out of order. But because you're like, we're going to talk about this on January 3rd. And I started January 1st because I couldn't start it before then. Exactly. Um, it's like the library was closed. So I can get like a different book. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so I'm reading this one. <laughs> and there was enough like exposition well, to kind of catch me up. And if you have ever seen one of the Beverly Lewis books, the type is very big and there are very few words on the page in comparison to other books. So it's oh. a fast reading book. Yeah, it's like a kid's book. Yeah. In that way. In that way. Yeah. They're not they're not difficult reading books. So if you, for example, started one and then decided you needed to pick a different one because this wasn't satisfying, then yeah. you wouldn't be out too much time. No, yeah. that's what I think about like I didn't really care for this book and we can talk about that like in a little bit, but um it wasn't hard to read. I wasn't bored by the book. Like even some other books that I end up being like eh. Right, yeah. We're, like, excruciating to be, yeah. like, I was falling asleep. But so, this one, I could just, like, read it, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious, or, right. like, I don't agree right. with it, or, like, when's the romance going to happen? Right. Um, because it's never, supposed like, to be an Amish romance, right? Yeah, there's, like, no... <laughs> this is my main complaint, is the lack of romance. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to do and, this. And my main complaint was, gosh, there's so much romance. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There wasn't a lot. No. Well, and then the idea of romance in an Amish storyline as compared to right, any so other storyline is different. If this amount of romance was in any other book, mm-hmm. I would never consider it a romance. Right. Like right. for me, like a romance book is where the main plot of the book is the romance. Right. Not and the this secondary. Is like, no, it is the secondary. And mm-hmm. it, <sighs> like reading the back, I was like, oh yeah, like he's English, which means he's not Amish. He's like from the big city and he can't forget the the blind Amish woman he met. So he's going to like go back to <laughs> Lancaster County, Pennsylvania because he loves her. He doesn't go back to Lancaster County until like page 500. I, well, come on. Like, but this is a sequel. So you don't even know what happened. 200, page 200. Like it's 
10 pages from the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess she wanted me to keep reading, and uh-huh. I did. Right. But <laughs> like, Terrible. When's he going to go back? Right. Yeah. Well, mine... Um, so if when you dive into your Amish book and and this could I'm waiting for Becky's assessment of the second book that she's choosing yeah, for a different the Amish author. Be, before I I um, <laughs> say anything necessarily about so, the li- Amish genre. Yeah. So because I read Beverly this woman Lewis. Might, so did I. And Daniel's trying to keep up with us. Right. He's also reading a Beverly Lewis. And all three of us have the exact same story. Yeah. With the same names for the characters I was like, oh, doing yeah. different things. <laughs> I think that's just like, they're, you know, some yeah, really Amish names. Yeah, there are a lot of Amish names, but these are the same names. Yeah. I mean, well, and I think they're in the same universe, right. too. Right. And Anyways. I think, too, that... Um, these books, in my opinion, these books are not about being Amish no. at all. And that is disappointing. Mm-hmm. So because the whole point of reading these books was we're going to read about Amish. And what we're getting is not that. No, they are definitely evangelical fiction. Right. And so all I kept I told Becky all I kept thinking about was leave those Amish alone. Yeah, it's interesting because okay. So I learned a lot about Amish people from reading this book, but also because of reading this book. So there's the old order Amish. Those are like probably what everyone thinks of when they think of Amish. Right. Like they don't no um, electricity. They electricity. Right. Plain dressing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's um Beachy Amish. Right. Which seems to be the preferred Amish of Beverly Lewis. Right. She spent, the bulk of this book is about, um, so Rachel is a widow. Her husband and son died in this, like, car carriage crash. Right. Which are frequent. Yeah. Yes. At the crossroads from the title. Anyways, and because of that, um, she's gone blind. She has had, like, an emotional trauma that caused this um blindness blindness there's a name for it but i forget what it is um and her parents are old order amish want her to get healed by a powwow healer which is like a traditional like i don't know and she's against that because she is like evangelical and she thinks that it's evil so there's this conflict Mm mm-hmm Um, but she thinks that if she prays enough, (laughs) her blindness will be healed by like the way that she believes in God, not the way that her parents believe in God. Yeah. And that's the main thing that the book is about, despite what the jacket copy reads. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and mine, mine was, um, the parting. And so the parting is talking about the evangelical split that happened in the 60s in Lancaster County, where you had families who had um, begun reading the New Testament, Mm -hmm. um, splitting from the people who wanted to maintain old order ways. Mm -hmm. And so... um, Half of the book, so the romance in mine, there's an actual romance where two young people are interested in each other, but one of their families is old order and the other family is new. And so this is book one of three (laughs) and this is where this ends for me. I 
assume they will figure it out and be together forever. And I'm pretty content with that <laughs> scenario. <laughs> but what I kept thinking over and over is this has nothing to do with being Amish. This right. has everything to do with conversion. Right. And the way that the old Amish in this book are treated, like the women are very catty. Mm. They're rude. They're mean to Rachel about mm. her blindness. They treat her like they're she, mean about blindness. They are That's terrible. Like she goes to a quilting frolic. How could she quilt? She can't. <laughs> at this point, um, she goes to a quilting frolic and is like, I can tell they're all like staring at me and like gossiping about me. But I don't know where she went because everyone's mean. Right. But like this is the the way that they're depicted as just being like super catty. And then the the leader of their Old Amish, what are they called? Order. The bishop? Right. Is super old and he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies who's been shunned, she's old, um, like goes to him before because she wants to like give him the good news before he dies. Because like in his youth, he had put like some sort of evil spell on her man that she loved oh. and he had died in it, like a carriage accident or something. <laughs> They're all dying in carriages. <laughs> Why are they still driving carriages? So dangerous. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't think it's as dangerous as the books make it seem like it is. I'll but... tell you a story when you're done. Okay. Okay. Anyways, so he has this like deathbed conversion, but it, it makes like the old Amish people seem like super superstitious. So, like they can just like hex you and then you die. Right. And I'm like, this is mine. Yeah, mine doesn't have that same flavor to it, but it definitely has a. Um, you're either with us or against yeah. us. Feel. So it definitely and doesn't portray unpleasant. the Amish in like a very no. nice. No. And light. it's, and it's, um, what, well, you know, so I don't know Beverly Lewis's thing. Right. But based on the three books I've heard, um, <laughs> in detail, in detail, I don't think her, her genre is Amish. I think her genre is born again. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you might think differently, but it's certainly not um, portraying that particular culture in a positive way. No. Unless it's because they've changed. Right. Then she portrays that as extremely positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, As even having light coming out of your body because you're so euphoric because of your willingness to change at least that's what happened in mine oh there's definitely like a big like light scene in this one too oh mine kept happening over and over and over yeah everybody in that family just lit up Mm -hmm. like a christmas well this is like she feels the light on her anyways no this is actual you know i feel the the light of yeah yeah of the lord right yeah so it's interesting um I was sad because it really did portray old order Amish as being wrong. Yeah. According to like her. Backwards. Exactly. That, you know, you need to get in line and yeah. get changed. I feel like they used, she uses the word backwards in this book, too. I don't think she used the word backwards in Anyway, line. so, um, yeah. No romance. Mine has romance, so check yeah and then okay so when i was thinking about like the appeal of these books there's of course the religious appeal that people who feel similarly sure enjoy it right um and i also thought a lot of the appeal would be like the simpler times right. appeal sure but that's not really happening in, at least in this book mm-hmm. um it doesn't feel 
feel Amish. It takes place at Christmas time, so it's winter, so they're not out farming, which is what I associate a lot with Amish. Right. Um, she um, gets rides from like Mennonites and people's cars, so there's not a lot of like carriage riding. You which also, she's more... not going to be in the carriage because she's got the trauma. Right. You've got a lot more interaction. And she, with the English her, her parents run like a bed and breakfast ah, so, so they've got electricity and stuff right um yeah so, so and then like i said the only like community thing that they do is that quilting frolic where right. everyone is like super rude to her <laughs> so like the community <laughs> aspect oops also isn't like a positive thing that you would enjoy in this yeah book. maybe this isn't i think favorite. i think you might have liked mine better nah. yeah I, it was a lot less well there was no cattiness in mine like that there wasn't that rude kind yeah of, i kept were, taking like yeah. screenshots and like, well and it was it, so there were <laughs> like exclamation did you, marks. Did you really? that's <laughs> hilarious the some of the things that i um found interesting were that so let me tell you my story so i lived in indiana for seven long years mm-hmm. and it was a culture shock it was very different from anything that i was used to and my sister all also lived there uh, for the same amount of time, but in a different town. She lived in a town that was right next to an Amish community. And so whenever we would go see her, there were always Amish buggies on the road. And you always had to be very careful mm-hmm. of them. And inside this little town, there was, uh, in the downtown area, there was a roundabout kind of thing. But in the center, there were buildings. Uh-huh. And then it went around the town and that little center set of buildings and it was very narrow and they, you still had two car direction happening. And one time that I went down there, um, a car had actually hit the buggy and there was a horse running through town. (laughs) And, but this is a place where the Amish had lived for a very, Mm -hmm. very long time. And it's posted everywhere for the cars to be wary and aware and and slow down. And, this little this this circular road uh-huh. you had to go like five miles an right. hour to make it's the like turns the reason anyway exactly they design roundabouts exactly. to slow you down but uh you know people don't pay attention yeah. and so unfortunately um nobody got hurt on that one but there were many times that they did yeah. but they had been living there for a very very long time and so the cars were new not mm-hmm. the other way around right and so, you know, I, I, mean, I can sympathize. the case in most Amish places. Probably. Well, I, yeah, I think there are some where they have purchased a lot of land. Like in Ohio, and, yeah, maybe. Iowa, I guess. Because oh. Iowa was one of them in my book where there was a community. Um, but. Um, yeah, I went to college in southern Michigan and there's right, so some y- Amish. Y- yes. And people there. If you kept going south, uh-huh. <laughs> you'd hit yeah, a lot Yeah, like of I them. lived like right. So like. You know, am I showing with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> right above, like, where is it this the way? <laughs> Ohio, Indiana, Michigan border. Yeah. yeah, and the places that we saw were in southern Indiana, and it was just acres and acres and acres mm. of farmland and Amish people with their humongous horses plowing. And, and I was telling Daniel earlier today that um, we went to, they had tourist traps. Oh, yeah. You know, so we went to eat at the Amish restaurants and we went to an Amish store and bought the girls um, Amish baby dolls Mm -hmm. with no faces Mm. because you don't make pictures of yourself. Oh, right. right. I understand. Um, And so they were dolls 
everything was the same, but no faces. Mm -hmm. So those were kind of cool. Um, but then not far from where we lived, there were Amish pockets and they had bakeries and stores, furniture stores for Mm -hmm. sure. And we, we would go to one, um, fairly often because they made really cool furniture and there was no electricity in the whole store and the whole place was, uh, heated with gas heat. Uh, and very strange because it was, it was like not piped gas. It was, it was very weird, <laughs> but it was hot. You'd walk yeah. in, it was hot and then you'd keep going. It's like, how, how is this happening? <laughs> so, but it was interesting because, um, the very limited experience I had with Amish people and very limited because, yeah, you know, right. this didn't represent mm-hmm. it at all. And the only thing that was very similar was that the young lady in my book ran a bakery and that's pretty much where the similarity (laughs) ended so but then again like I said I don't think these books were about uh, um, describing the Amish way of life other than to say you need to change yeah that's my opinion though so we're waiting for Becky to so, read the second Amish book before we give a verdict. I'll tell you next time. So the other one I picked up, I forget what it's called. I think it has the word peace in the title. That's not helpful. Um, but it's by uh, Cindy Woodsmall. I don't know her. She's another Amish author. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear and how that I goes. Think, yeah, it is interesting to, like, to read kind of like the little author bios to see like how did you get into this genre. Right. So like Beverly Lewis grew up like in that area mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania um but in her like great grandmother or something oh. was like Amish but mm-hmm. her dad is a like a Pentecostal minister right. and that's her background gotcha um Wanda Brunstetter who's mm-hmm. another big author her husband he was I don't know if he's Amish or if he's Mennonite but he grew up in the community mm-hmm. and um yours yeah I feel like that was it was similar to that where was it's like it? some like her best friend growing up was Amish or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, what yeah. was that s- sh- television show from the eighties with that one guy from little house on the prairie. And then he was an Amish guy and he had to move to like, <laughs> Jennifer was like, Oh, couldn't I read that one book that they based that Harrison Ford movie on? I was like, what the are you witness. talking about? Yeah. Witness. Yeah. That's what, that's <laughs> and I was like, I... no, you can't. That's <laughs> it's like maybe for your domestic. <laughs> that was so on it. <laughs> Yeah. I've never seen The Witness. You know, I've never seen it in its entirety, but I've oh. seen parts of it. Is it so. one of those I used to be on TV a lot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> witness, I think. It's Witness, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. The Witness. No, yeah. It was a book of be The Witness. All these Beverly Lewis books are like The Crossroad, yeah, The Shunning. The Parting. <laughs> the Parting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, And it was hard to find one. I... I did just a, the regular search on Amish romance and Beverly Lewis pops up anytime oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. type in Amish. So, um, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to invest a whole lot of time in this book. Did anyway. you pick the shortest one? I was trying to, <laughs> but it, they're, <laughs> they're all, all pretty, pretty short. short yeah. So yeah, I, I browsed the shelves at the library under Lewis. <laughs> See at the Amish section, <laughs> and I picked this one because it took place at Christmas time. I mean, it wasn't that Christmassy to me, um, and because I just like the idea of it being like a 
Amish English like forbidden romance story that seemed like really <laughs> like cute to me. But it never. And happened. then it wasn't even like that. Like by Dang the time it. he's like, I love you, I've already renounced my way. You know, like he's basically Ugh. gonna be Amish. Like they don't even have that conversation because he's already decided. He's done. Yeah. Well, I I was going to tell you about the interactions between the English and the Amish. In one way that, um, for some reason, I don't remember what you were talking about, but it <laughs> it triggered that. Um, one of the women was pregnant, uh-huh. and um, she and her husband already had five kids. And her cousin, who was 21 and had already suffered like five miscarriages, had no kids. And, you know, you're 21, your life's just about over. So <laughs> she's the, she and her husband decided to give their child to her cousin and her husband. Uh-huh. And it turned out that she was having twins. And so she ended up having to go to the hospital because there were complications after mm-hmm. the babies were born. And the babies were tiny because they were a month early. So they had to go into an incubator Mm -hmm. and uh, when uh the cousin who was receiving the children did you hear that yeah oh funny when (laughs) the cousin who was receiving the children went to visit her at the hospital um nobody talked about how she was going to ultimately receive the babies because they they were just going to give her the babies it had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with law or Mm -hmm. adoption or anything like that it was just here you go here's the babies And everybody was good with that. And so they didn't bring it up with the English because they right. wouldn't understand. Right. Yeah, because well, yeah, they don't want to like bother with the, right, the because law. Because their whole life is about separating those exactly. things. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I read uh, last night an article about um, like Amish people in medicine. And it was talking about um, that there's this like one specific Amish way of like treating burns. Really? Yeah, this guy invented it because, um, this Amish guy, because his son, or somebody, got burned really badly, and he wouldn't take them him to the burn unit because he saw, like, he'd spent some time there or something, and how agonizing, like, having your bandages changed is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had invented this other way, anyways, and then, like, a, it's really common, I guess. I forget what it's called. Anyways, but the thing in this in this article was talking about how like a couple of um, doctors and stuff have set up clinics in Amish communities really specifically to study um, gene therapy uh-huh. because the community is so small. Right. They have like these genetic disorders that are really unique to the Amish right. um, and they can be studied really closely and effectively treated mm-hmm. um, just with like really inexpensive um, like gene tests, like at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the Amish people have really like, kind of embraced this because they kind of respect all of their beliefs and they don't try to like change them. They're right. just trying to like right. help well, them. And, and from what I had read in the past, the Amish recognize that they're having far too many birth defects mm-hmm. uh, and recognize that they need to increase their population, increase their gene pool, or they won't be around later. Mm-hmm. You can't keep inbreeding and expect to be around yeah. much longer look at yeah. the royal family right? <laughs> yeah and it was so interesting though because um and it just said like a lot of they think the preventive type of care that like you and i mm-hmm. english people <laughs> right will be getting it's like so much of that is happening first here in this amish right. community right interesting yeah they were talking in mine 
my book about circle letters. Did you see? Mm-mm. Was that in your book? It's since they write letters, they don't text or anything what? like that. <laughs> <laughs> in my book, they send cassette tapes. Well, this book takes oh, place like no. in the nineties. No, mine's in the and 60s, she lost her vision, so. vision, oh, so she, she can't, can't like read, read anyway. Yeah. Um, well, they they have circle letters where one person will write the news from her town, and then the next person will write her news from her town, and you include everything in the yeah. letter, and it okay. just keeps going around in a circle. And so their letters went um, all the way from Pennsylvania to Iowa. Cool. In a big circle like that. So lots of news. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of little towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we'll wait until yeah. you give us. And also, more so I read like the first two pages and already she's like I just like, like some conflict in my books that I can relate to. And she's already like on the first page, like, oh, like I'm really tempted by the fast <sighs> life, like the English <sighs> life. I want to like watch TV. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll yeah. see. Mine uh, started off with the death. So mine started off very confusing and yeah. me realizing it was a sequel. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the first yeah, one's mine... called the postcard. And it's like, what was on the postcard? Everyone's like uh... reeling from the reveal of this postcard. What did it say? <laughs> You're a winner. <laughs> It revealed some sort of family secret. Uh-oh. So anyways, we just decided for next time, we're going to read and talk about a domestic thriller. The right. one I've chosen is called All the Missing Girls. Mine is called... Sorry, I was reading my circle letter. <laughs> uh, mine is called Behind Closed Doors. And like I said, I started it last night and already it is, I'm 50 pages into it and it is proving to be, I can't, you know how you jump into these, it's a thriller. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're already trying to guess what the story is and I don't have a clue. Cool. That's kind of why I picked the domestic thrills because I was like, just pick something you could read really quick. Right. Yeah. And this one, it looks like it's going to be a quick read, but it also has gotten a lot of a lot of positive reviews so i'm i'm crossing my fingers that it's both those things quick yeah. and good <laughs> all the missing girls i picked because um emily fox who's a youtuber that i watch occasionally um recommended it she said it was like the only good thriller that she read whoa <laughs> wow she's kind of can be kind of picky but i like Dang. is she amish no <laughs> she's french canadian oh, well there you go <laughs> Um, but all the missing girls is um, like this young woman like goes back to her hometown where like her best friend disappeared and like it seems like maybe her f- family or boyfriend or something had something to do with it. She doesn't. I don't know. But it says it takes place like backwards. Oh, so it's got a different structure. That is cool. Yeah. So we'll we're reading that one right now mm-hmm. and to talk about next time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Ah, so much to do, and it's only the first week of the year. It's only the third day. Gosh, I'm overwhelmed already. (laughs) So over, I was on vacation um, for the week of Christmas, and yesterday was actually my first day back to work. So um, I thought I would tell you that while I was gone, because you know I don't go to the movies very often, 
You went to the movies? I went and saw Spider-Man oh. uh, Into the Spider-Verse. How was that? It was good, actually. And then I went and saw Aquaman. Hmm. So Into the Spider-Verse was um, hilarious because the girls picked it and... Uh, you know, we don't have normal TV anymore, so Do I don't Hulu see... Hulu Live TV? No, we use Netflix, <laughs> but... I should get a kickback. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't see trailers. Oh. I don't see mm-hmm. commercials, and so I don't see movie trailers unless they're on a DVD that I have, and it's a trailer for something that's going to be out on DVD pretty soon yeah. anyway. So, um, I had no idea that this Spider-Man movie was a cartoon. At all. Oh. Yeah. So I well, told the girls, surprise. I told the girls, I said, it's probably a good thing you didn't tell me. So like they it, knew. Like it started and you, did, you were like, oh, this is a cartoon? Well, you know how sometimes, because it's a Spider-Man movie. So you're like, well, it could look like a comic book. Yeah. And then it switches over into real people. But like as you're watching the movie, you were realizing that it was a cartoon. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting there <laughs> going, hey, this isn't switching to real people. It's still a comic book. So. So it was interesting, but it was a very fun movie. So I wasn't disappointed. I was surprised and initially disappointed that my children had um, sent me to a. I just had like this weird like um, cartoon, <laughs> an- anxious feeling that like I'd never pressed record. I watch it. It looks fine. It looks <laughs> fine. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I don't know. I get those. Like it looks good. You're oh, fine. Like- yeah, but then I went, we went and saw Aquaman, and um, I was Aquaman. It was fine. This is my skeptical. Right. <laughs> it was. I was like, oh yeah, Spider Man. Oh Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was a Marvel movie. So no, it is not. I mean, DC movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a superhero movie, and and I mean that pretty much sums it up. Uh, it, it was exactly like all the other superhero movies. Period. All right. Yeah. Um, there were some funny moments on it and the, um, you know, the man who played Boba Fett in Star Wars, the man from New Zealand, (laughs) he was also in the movie, We Were Warriors. Have you ever seen that one? We were, you should see that one. The New Zealand? It's a Maori. Yeah. So my friend lives in New Zealand right now. And yesterday at the store, I bought this, um, like Dawn dishwash soap that's, called like new england spring and i was gonna like text me like hey like i know what it smells like there now that's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh so this man is uh older and um nicole kidman is older right i know who that is both of them are young when it starts and so this oh do they have the fake face yeah they both have fake faces so that was well i think it's gonna be really interesting um because captain marvel's coming out in a couple months right and um samuel l jackson has fake young face in the whole entire movie so we'll see what it's like wow Fake young face. Fake young face. Well, and it's, was it the Guardians of the Galaxy where Kurt Russell has the fake young face? Oh, Oh. yeah, in the flashback scene. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of what these guys' faces looked like. It was uh, one of those moments where you're like, gosh, I hope this doesn't go for the whole movie (laughs) because that's going to be kind of 
not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that actor who, it, you need to see the movie We Were Warriors. It was, it's one of my favorite horrible movies. Oh, it's ever. bad. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie, but it makes you super duper sad. Oh. Yeah. No sad movies in 2019. Ugh. No angry movies. It's, sad movies are fine. But it's once it's a, were warriors. We were warriors. No, it says once. Oh, once were warriors. That's what it says. Is that what he was? No, that makes that that makes sense. Once were warriors. How would I watch this? But I don't remember his name. I just call him Boba Fett. What's his name? Um. Once were Tamura. warriors. Is this guy? Morrison. Aquaman, he plays Tom Curry. That's the dad. Yeah, that movie, man. That is an excellent movie. And it's so sad. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll look into it. Yeah, you should. Did you watch The Whale Rider? Nope. Yeah, that's an excellent movie as well. You should watch that too. <laughs> Look at me recommending movies. It's a New Zealand movie. So my favorite New Zealand movie from last year was Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that was an excellent movie, by the way. As a New Zealand director, I loved that movie. We watched that because we we didn't go see it. We saw it. We have it on Voodoo, I think. Mm -hmm. But we watch it pretty often. (laughs) Want to watch Thor? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. So I have one movie addiction. Um, so you know how sometimes you're in a, there's actually two. You're in a, I don't want to be doing anything in particular right now, so I'm going to put on a movie. Can you guess what movie I put on when I'm in that particular situation? You're never going to guess. You might. I don't know. Um, there's one in particular that I put on. Is it Tangled? No, it is Hot Fuzz. Oh, <laughs> right. I can see that. I love that movie. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Yeah. The other one I used to put on all the time was Hellboy. Those are definitely not the choices I would make. <laughs> the other one, so when Matilda was born. Uh, I think I have similar taste to Matilda. Right. When Matilda was born... <laughs> Uh, I used to watch The Matrix all the time. And so she got to the point where when it was nap time, I'd put on The Matrix just and she'd just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I should try it now, see if yeah. it still works. Zonk her out. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? Oh, I had some questions for you. Yeah, tell me. All right, so um, what'd you get for Christmas? I got a Nintendo Switch. You did? Yes. Wow. So, and um, the Mario game that comes with it, which mm-hmm. has been fun, mm-hmm. and Just Dance. Oh, you got Just Dance. Which is really fun. fun. Which is kind of like the reason that I wanted a Nintendo Switch oh. was to get Just Dance. Very cool. I used to play that a lot on the Wii, but I don't have a Wii when I used to live with people who had a Wii. <laughs> you should tell Matilda that you have Just Dance <laughs> she because she will be at your house <laughs> every day. Yeah, it has. I don't know if it's like me getting old and not knowing what's cool, or (laughs) or what, or if it's the game. But there's not very many songs on it that I know. Oh, this time. Yeah. But with this new system, I think I just like buy. I don't know how it works. Buy more stuff. I don't know. I know nothing about the switch. (laughs) 
Me neither. I'm just learning. Yeah. I know someone who does know some stuff about the Switch. You could ask How cryptic. Him. Yeah. Um, and then my brother got me a Furbo. <laughs> a Furbo. The um, Furbo is a dog, like a doggy cam. So it like um, films your house or whatever. So you can like log in through your phone and like watch it. Um, you can also talk to your dogs or cats. If that's your choice. You get them. <laughs> and then you get like you put treats in it and then you can like fling the treats oh out of the fur, but like at your dogs. Oh my and they're like God. excited about it. <laughs> what happens when Paige just eats the whole thing? So she wants those treats. <laughs> I have like a little camera, not like a, this kind, just like a regular mm-hmm. app based home camera. That my brother got me a few years ago uh-huh. to watch the talks that right. Paige did destroy right. when she was younger. Uh-huh. Like two so weeks I ago. haven't. <laughs> no, it was like a year ago when she was like, you know, like five months old. Uh-huh. Um, so I haven't like left them alone with it because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm scared. Okay, but I've definitely I... like played like you know I'm at home and I fling treats at them out of it. It's funny. Right, they're into it. <laughs> Who wouldn't be, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing that they get along because you could fling it and then it turns into like a gladiator <laughs> session where they fight It's totally each other. a thing where like Booker just stands there and let her eat oh, all the candy. Well, he's a good big brother. Yeah, he's too nice to her. Yeah. Except for when she wants to play ball in the house. Uh-oh. He does not like that. <laughs> he's mean to her about that. <laughs> I say it's okay. Yeah. And he's like, uh, then he's mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always her fault that it's happening. See what you did? <laughs> See what you made me do? <laughs> you like bite her face. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Funny. All right. So my last question is going to be, what's the prize for finishing the 2018 reading challenge? Beyond the satisfaction of having finished something... I've been satisfied since <laughs> April. We are going to. We should go out to eat or something. Oh, so Maybe go bowling. We go somewhere bowling. I don't know. I mean, something that involves. Because we could get the five staff people who mm-hmm. finished and invite the three. Yeah, patrons. Patrons and do something fun. I mean, bowling's fine. What could we do? It needs to be in town because if you're inviting the patrons, yeah, we can't go to Alaska again. <laughs> I did mention to Daniel the possibility of going to Cuba, but well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> hmm, that's an even bigger trip. <laughs> I don't even know if I would be able to fit that one in, though. No, maybe yeah. for the 2019 completion. Right. We could that would be better. Although my younger sister tells me that I need to save up money to go to Ireland next year. So unless you guys want to come to Ireland, if you finish your reading. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to Ireland. You can just tag along. Yeah. Hey, guys. Come on. Why not? You don't know, Becky. Come on. Well, I'm like, I just hang on part of the time. I'm like. And then go do something. Yeah. Like yeah. some fairies. Sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. We were thinking about, this is long-term planning, but we were thinking about uh, doing one of those 
bed and breakfast castle stays. Oh. Yeah. So there'd definitely be fairies involved, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But maybe this year we have to do something less. Yeah, but we could like go somewhere. Um, we can't go anywhere far in case the patrons. If it's just staff, we could do something. Yeah, we go to like Vancouver. That's so far away. We go to like Castle Rock, ice skating. At the ice skating rink in Castle Rock, maybe play some rugby. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could go to Kalama. Oh, we could go to the McMinimans. <laughs> You're like, what's in Kalama? Exactly. I forgot they like, built that. Well, yeah. they put a beach there, too, now. Maybe we'll go when it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better than cold. <laughs> now, how much you hate the cold? <laughs> it's not my thing. Cold is not my Anyways, thing. Anyways, we have some options we can think of. Well, let's figure out, because if we know how many people have <laughs> <No>. actually, <laughs> actually figured out right now. finished, then, uh, you know. Um... I think we should do something that seems like a special thing. Right. <laughs> Even if it isn't. <laughs> it's just got to <laughs> seem special. It doesn't necessarily have to be special. We could all get tattoos. Oh <laughs> could be the library logo tattooed on us. On your bum. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a terrible idea. <laughs> it says you can. well let's think we'll think about it we'll let everyone know what we have come up with as a a prize (laughs) the next one show off our tattoos I'm not going to do that (laughs) you're not going to show off your tattoo I'm not going to get get it tattooed on me that's silly it's too much it's too much all right. Well, I've got nothing more to talk about. Okay. Me neither. <laughs> and on that note. Um... Oh, we didn't do our homework, did we? <laughs> I want to change the way we do our exiting from these things because I'm never prepared. All right. I think we should just say I'm done talking about that. And we're done. done. Thanks for bye listening bye. to your show. Or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. And see you, hear you. Whatever. Next time. Next time. Until next time. There we go. Studio time for your shelf or mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 1015 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.